Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Revelation 22, 1 through 11. We'll talk about more than that, but we're going to read that. John the Revelator writes what he saw, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever." And he said unto me, These things are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. And then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets and of them which keep the sayings of this book. He says, You need to worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Amen. I want to talk about that river of life a little bit today. That John the Revelator saw, that river of life. Amen. Why don't you find three people around you, give them a high five, tell them they sure look good in God's house. Amen. John has been writing about his revelation of heaven. He is given opportunity to both see and hear. He is given opportunity to experience the heavenly abode. He has just ended the last chapter, 21, with describing the holy city of God, New Jerusalem. He writes of the light, he writes of the walls, he writes of the gates and its foundations. He tells us that he saw no need for a temple there because, and, and, and no sun there to provide light. He says, the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the, Lord, the glory of God, he says, did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light uh, thereof. He tells us that nations are represented there by the saved. Somebody say the saved. 
the nations, those that are saved from the nations, they abide in this place, he says. And the gates there, are they exist, but there's never any need for them to be shut because there is no enemy to hide from or to be protected from. In Revelation 21 and 27, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. I, I got to tell you, I was, I was Holy Ghost proud of our own young uh, brother John Menjavar a couple weeks ago when he got up here, amen, for his very first time speaking and talked about the Lamb's book of life. Amen. He, 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 did a, he did an excellent job in, in reminding us that if we're, if we're not confident about our eternity, if, if we're not sure uh, if heaven is expecting us, we need to get ready. I'm telling you today, I, we've come to the house of God to worship today, and I'm glad that we got some fellowship going on, but if you're not confident that your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, uh, you got one priority today, and that is to get that uh, dealt with so that you can walk out of this place uh, confident uh, that no matter what comes, uh, I'm on my way to heaven. Does anybody feel confident in the house of the Lord today? Oh, Hallelujah. John the Revelator seamlessly continues in his writing in chapter 22, having seen a pure river of water of life. Its source, he says, was the throne of God. Somebody say the throne of God. He says the source of this pure water of life came from the throne of God upon which sat the Lamb, the Lamb of God. You know the Lamb, the Lamb that taketh away the sin of the world that John the Baptist said of Jesus when he came walking down the shoreline. Jesus, we are seeing here, is the one who sits upon the throne. I'm glad to know there's only one God today, and his name is Jesus, and when I Step into my heavenly abode. I'm going to see my Jesus sitting upon the throne. Amen. And from that throne upon which the Holy Lamb of God sits, it tells us that that's where the purity flows from, the water in its purest form, because there is no sin in him and there is no darkness in him. And wherever he flows, purity flows. Wherever he flows, holiness flows. Wherever he flows, righteousness flows. Does anybody believe that today? Oh, hallelujah, from the, the Lamb of God, that's where that purity, that pure, uh, crystal clear, refreshing, healing water flows from. Now, we are here today, people of the name. We are. We're people of the name, the name of Jesus Christ, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. We're people of the name. Amen. We are, we are people of baptism. We are people of the, the Holy Ghost. We believe, hallelujah, in the gospel message of salvation that it must be applied unto my life, that I must die to my sins and be buried in a watery grave of baptism, that I might come up, somebody come up in newness of life, filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah, we are people of that, we declare that gospel because we are witnesses of him. 
We are witnesses. We declare it because, not because someone tells us to. We declare it not because, uh, amen, our religion uh, demands it of us or our church uh, that we attend says that's what we're supposed to do. We declare that because we are witnesses. We have experiential, hallelujah, we have experienced the power of God unto salvation. And once you experience the power of God, there ain't a devil in hell or a Robert down the street that can take it away from you. I've got an experience. I'm sorry if you don't think repentance works. I know it works. If you don't think baptism works, I know it works. I remember coming up out, hallelujah, I remember coming up out of the water, cleaned and purified, and I remember when my sins were washed away, and I was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't care if anybody else believes it or not. I've experienced it for myself, and the devil can't take it away. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the river flows from the throne of which, which Jesus sits upon. I've come to tell somebody today that we must stay in the river that flows from Calvary. We, when we battle impurity in our lives, it's because we stepped out of the flow. Amen. When we battle impurity in our lives and when we fall for temptation in our lives and when we succumb to sin in our lives, it's because we've stepped out of the flow. It's because we've gotten away from the river. Oh, hallelujah. Let me remind us that God doesn't adjust his purity to meet our purposes. And he, he, he will not reroute his river to accommodate my wanderings. Oh, hallelujah. I know his grace can find me and his mercy can find me, but his river is not going to be rerouted. He is not going to change his way, who he is and what he does. He is not going to change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His word is forever settled in heaven. It's not changing because I decide I want to do something a little bit different. It's not changing because I decide I want to live more like the world. And so he's just going to have to change his river. No, the river flows from the lamb. You got to get in the river. And you got to stay in the river. And John sees the tree of life lining this pure river of God. He speaks of 12 manner of fruit that grow upon it, and they do so every month. And there, there is always fruit growing and available on these trees. And life grows where the river flows. Life grows. New life. Provision. Abundance. Prosperity. Hope. Peace. Joy. These may seem like they are lacking where we are right now, but they abound in the river. I say they abound in the river. They, their source is the river. These are things that only come from God. If you're looking for a new life, you need to get closer to the river. If you're tired of your old life, if you're tired of the old ways, the old behavior, the old thought processes, uh, you need to make a move, friend. You need to get closer to the river. You need to seek out where the river is and say, I got to do whatever I got to do uh, to get closer to the river. If you're wanting more out of life, get closer to the river. If you're struggling with sin or just trying to get by, you need to get closer to the river because you get in that which flows from Jesus. And when you get in that which flows from Jesus, you get everything that Jesus is. Oh, hallelujah. I know John the Revelator was seeing heaven when he saw that river, but I want you to remember what the psalmist said in Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The psalmist said it, and John the Revelator saw it in heaven. That lets me know that I don't have to wait until I get to heaven uh, to get into the river. Oh, hallelujah. That lets me know that the river is not something that's just waiting on the other side of glory, but the river flows even today. uh, And I can get into the river today uh, and I can build my home by the river and raise my family by the river. I'm not talking about some natural thing uh, messed up and muddy. I'm talking about that which flows from the throne of God. Hallelujah. He says we can walk in the counsel of the ungodly if we choose to, and we can stand in the way of sinners if we want to, and we can even sit in the seat of the scornful. Oh, hallelujah. Now, we don't designate seats around here. So we don't have any seats for the scornful. Amen. So you don't have to sit in the seat of the scornful today. But he says, we can choose to do these things. I can choose to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That's not very hard at all. Just, you know, quit listening to Jesus and listen to almost anybody else. I can stand in the way of sinners. I can sit in the seat of the scornful. Or he says, we can get in the river and we can delight, hallelujah, in the law of the Lord day and night. And if I choose to delight in the law of the Lord, he says, I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. His leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Does that sound anything like you want in your life? Does that sound like anything? thing that might be beneficial if I get next to the river he says I'm going to have what I need if I get next to the river even when the drought comes it's not going to affect me if I get next to the river hallelujah amen whatsoever I do it's going to work it's going to happen it's going to be successful and positive you see God's not against prosperity he just has a different different definition of it than most people prosperity in God is to be planted. It's to be secure. It's to be established. Amen. I don't really understand people who preach the prosperity doctrine that's only about money. I don't, I've never understood that. In a world where people would give every, all the gold that they have just to feel peace. In a world of people that would give everything they have just to not have fear in their lives. Why in the world would we limit God to prosperity to only apply to money? Money. The least of these. The least necessary of life. God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Not according to your riches. It's according to his riches. We don't follow the money. We follow the master. Because when I follow the master, I can find peace. And when I follow the master, I can find joy. And when I follow the master, I can find comfort in the midnight hour when nobody else is there. And I'm all by myself. And I know I'm not alone because I've got Jesus on my side. Hallelujah. Money can't buy that. But I get in the river. I get in the river. It flows in the river. Oh, hallelujah. 
prosperity in God is to be in constant access to your provision that comes from him and him alone. Prosperity in God is to produce fruit in season and not be affected by the drought. If that sounds good to you, you need to get in the river. There's an abundance of sources that pull for our time and energy and focus. But Jesus said in John chapter 7, 37 through 38, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus said, He that believeth in me, when you believe in me, you can get connected to the river. Oh, hallelujah. You can't, you can't be connected to the river until you believe in him. You can't get connected to the river outside of being connected to Christ. But when I connect myself to Christ, I connect myself to the river. Notice what he said. Jesus said, we must drink before the rivers of living water can flow. We must drink of it before the water can flow out of us. It's got to be in us before it can come out of us. Oh, let me talk to some apostolic Pentecostals a little bit today. We better be living in the river. We better be staying in the river. We better be drinking of the waters of life. Hallelujah. I'm no good to this dry and thirsty world if I get away from the river. I have no solutions to help them or myself if I get away from the river. But if I'm living in the river, if I'm drinking of the waters of life freely, then that which I drink can flow out of me. I can make a difference on my job if I'm living in the river. I can make a difference in my marriage with my family and my neighbors if I'm living in the river. I can't do anything for them on my own, but oh hallelujah, if I'm in the river and the water's flowing out of me, hallelujah, we can do all things. Hallelujah. In the river of life, God speaks and he speaks of the living water and the water of life. Both of these phrases are used in Revelation. One commentator said it like this, Living water in its simplest, most literal form means such water as is pure, flowing, clear, fresh, and wholesome. It's not stagnant or turbid or salt. Hence, it is a proper term for the water of a beautiful and fertilizing river. Here, the commentator says, however, reminds us of the familiar expression, the tree of life, which inclines us to think that the water of life signifies water possessing life-giving powers, water which restores, refreshes, supports life, and is therefore to be compared with living water taken in its spiritual sense. Of this, whosoever drinketh shall never thirst again, and when it has been once received within the soul, it becomes a well of water springing up into everlasting life. It's pure. It's flowing. It's clear. It's fresh. It's wholesome. It's not stagnant, turbid, or salty. But beyond that, that's not all that it is. Beyond that, it has life-giving power. Oh, hallelujah. It has life-giving power. It, it can restore. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like there might be some people in the house today that could use a little restoration. Hallelujah. It restores and it refreshes. There might be a few in the house that could use a refreshing today. Hallelujah. It restores and it refreshes. Let me tell somebody in the house, you may have been wounded away from the river. Get back to the river. Oh, hallelujah. 
You may be wounded when you got away from the river. That doesn't surprise me. Amen. That doesn't surprise me. You get away from the river. That's where the, that's where the enemy is. That's where those who want to attack you live. That's the abode of the wicked. But you get by the river and everything's going to be all right. You may have been wounded away from the river. You may have been broken away from the river. You need to get back to that life-giving flow. You, you may have feel frustrated and confused and fearful because you're trying to live uh, away from the river. Get back. Get back to the river. Get back to the flow. Get back to where that purity, that power that flows from the throne of God. Get back into the river. I come today with a warning for us. Because there is a small pause in the writing here. And the focus changes. In my Bible, it starts again in a different tone, but it starts under a new heading. The new heading is Jesus is coming. Revelation 22, 6-7, John the Revelator puts pen to paper. He said unto me, these sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets and his angel, to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Everything John saw and heard was real. All of it in existence in that heavenly abode, all of it available to the believer, but not just a one-time believer, but a believer that keepeth the sayings of this book. Oh, hallelujah. God forbid any apostolic saint of God miss heaven, but you need to hear this preacher today. My religious affiliation and my past spiritual activity do not decide my eternity. Oh, hallelujah. That does not decide my eternity. What decides my eternity is if I'm in the river. What decides my eternity is if I'm keeping the sayings of the book. What decides my eternity is when my time comes or or that last trumpet sounds. Whichever one comes first. If I'm in the book. If I'm living according to the book. If I'm following after what the words of the book say. If I'm keeping the sayings of the book. We've got to keep doing what God's word says. If we want eternal blessings to be ours, one time is not enough. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. One time is enough if it's also the last time. One time is enough if I have my first experience with God and I have a powerful life-changing experience with God and then my life comes to an end, one time is enough. But one time is not enough if my one time was last week, last month, last year, but I've walked away from the river since then. Oh, hallelujah. You may know where the river is, but that's not the same thing as living in the river. Oh, I know it's a little heavy for a Sunday morning, but I don't get to preach tonight, so I got to pastor a little bit too. 
Amen. It's not the same thing to be able to tell somebody else where the river is. Oh, hallelujah. I get so weary and saddened uh, by ex-apostolics and ex-Pentecostals uh, who tell everybody on the job and tell everybody uh, in their neighborhood uh, where the river is. Uh, but then they have to say, I, I, I'm not living there. Uh, I, I don't do that. Uh, I don't go there. Uh, I don't live my life that way, but you really should. Let me tell you who should. Everybody should. Everybody should be living by the river. It's not so Something I can just experience one time and walk away. I need the life. I need the tree. I need the leaf with the healing. I need the salvation of it, the cleansing of it, the purity of it, the power of it. I got to stay in the river. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And so he tells them that they got to keep that which is written in the book. They have to live it. And then it's interesting that with some of the past revelation that John had received, he had been told to seal some of them because the time was not ready for people to know it, not ready for people to hear it yet. So he had been told to seal some of them, but very clearly not in Revelation 22 and 10. And he saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He says, don't seal this. This isn't something that we need to wait to tell people about. Oh, hallelujah. This isn't something that we need to wait. There's no reason to seal it for a later date. The time is at hand. Jesus is coming, and people need to know about the river. The Lord says to John, he says, I'm coming. I'm coming quickly, and people need to know about the river. We can't keep the information away. we got to make sure everybody knows about the river of life that flows from the throne of God. John is then told something profoundly pitiful for some and powerful for others. I need you to stay with me just a few more minutes and then we're going to respond and God's going to do some amazing things. He says in Revelation 22 and 11, we read it at the beginning. He that is unjust... Let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. The, wor the wording that God uses John to write is very specific and very intentional. The wording that we read here connects us to some other verses of Scripture in the New Testament. It connects us to the parable of the ten virgins, the five wise and the five foolish, if you'll remember from Matthew 25. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and, and buy some more oil for yourselves. You see, we came, we, we brought enough oil. We had enough oil. We stored up, saved up, and we brought all the oil because this was the most important thing that we were going to do. Going to the wedding, we're meeting the bridegroom. But you didn't bring enough oil. You didn't have enough oil. 
so you need to go try to find somewhere where you can buy some quickly. You need to go do something about it. But then we read the very specific connecting verse to Revelation 22 and 11 where it says in Matthew 25 and 10, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. The door was shut. The other ones finally come back from wherever they had to travel to to get some more oil. We finally got enough oil. We're ready now. We weren't ready before, but we're ready now. It's too late. The bridegroom has already come and the door has already been shut. The same verse in Revelation 22 also connects us. And it reaches back to Luke 13 and connects us to the words of Christ. And he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, strive to enter at the straight gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able when once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door. And you begin to stand without and a knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not what you are. I don't know who you are. I don't know you. So John the Revelator is given direction by God to use very specific wording. Very specific wording. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy, holy still. The point that is being powerfully driven into place by God to John is simple. There will come a time when nothing more can be changed. There will come a time that whatever you are is what you stay. That there's no longer anything that anybody can do about it. The book will be closed. The door will be shut. The river inaccessible. There will come a time when though the river exists, I can't get to it anymore. Though the bridegroom is just on the other side of the door, the door just won't open. So the Lord allowed John to see and to hear of heaven, and he directed him to write it down. And he says in Revelation 12, or 22, 12 through 14, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Blessed is he that follows my commandments. Blessed is he that honors my word. Blessed is he that lives in the river because those that live in the river will have access to the tree of life with its healing leaves and its salvation says those that don't 
not have access. Revelation 22, 17, and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that heareth say, come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Take the water of life freely. And then he says in Revelation 22 and 20, he which testifieth these things saith, surely I come quickly. Surely I come quickly. So taste of the waters of life freely. John the Revelator, under the anointing and the power of direction of God, is writing a warning to us that still exists today. And it still exists today because the river still flows. And it still exists today because the door hasn't been shut yet. And it still exists today because the bridegroom hasn't called a man the bride home. Because there's still a chance. There's still opportunity. There's still time right now to say, I'm going to the river. I'm going to live in the river. I'm going to follow the words of the Almighty God. I'm going to keep His commandments. Because there's still time today. There's still time to get in that river of life. It still has its power. It still has its healing. It still has its deliverance. It can still break any chain that you walked in here covered with. It can still uncloud your mind and open up your eyes. It can still bring purity where impurity is and righteousness where unrighteousness is. There's going to be a day when he says, those that are filthy, let them be filthy still. Amen. Those that are sinning, let them just keep on sinning. Amen. Those that want to live in the darkness, they might as well just keep living on in the darkness because that's going to all they have available to them now because the river is inaccessible. There's coming a day, hallelujah. But it also means, he says, those that are righteous are going to be forever righteous. And those that are holy are going to be forever holy. And those that are with Jesus are going to be forever with Jesus. He said there's another side of that coin. Those that live by his commandments are going to walk on streets of gold, down glory. He's going to take me by the hand and lead me through the promised land. Oh, what a day that shall be when my Jesus I shall see. Hallelujah. He says let them that be holy, be holy still. I don't care what the devil tells you. And I don't care what your own brain is telling you. Nothing can keep you from the river if you want to get in the river today. Nothing can keep you from healing if you want healing today. There ain't a devil in hell that can keep you from deliverance if you want deliverance today. If you'll decide in your mind, this is my day for glory. This is my day to connect myself to the river. I'm putting my foundation right here. I'm putting my root right here. This is where I'm raising my family. This is where we're going to live. This is who we're going to be. I'm not going anywhere else. I found the river of life. I found the river and I'm staying in it. Oh, stand to your feet and clap your hands under the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, we've done everything that we are called of God to do, directed of God to do. We have come into this place, people of the name. We have given our worship to him and him alone. 
We've sung our songs. We've raised our hands. We've clapped our hands. We've wept. We've cried. We've shouted. We've done everything that we're commanded of God to do. We've preached the word. We've responded to the word. And now we step into the realm of what only God can do. We step into the realm now of faith. Faith that causes me to step out and say, I want to go to the next level. I want to go deeper. I want to go higher. I want to go further with the Lord. Amen. We've done everything we can do, but you hear me today. It's time. It's time. Step into the river. Step into it. You're going to step into it. It's going to come up to your ankles. But don't stop there. Go a little further. It's going to come up to your knees. But don't stop there. Go a little further. It's going to come up to your waist. But don't stop there. The Bible tells us that there's waters to swim in. There's waters to swim in in this river. Oh, hallelujah. So I'm going to make a very broad call to this altar today and it would my it would be my hope that everybody would come I know we have a lot of people here today but there's room you can just fill in spread just whatever that you would express your faith by coming forward if you're here today and you need healing come forward there's healing in the river if you need provision come forward it's in the river if you're fighting a battle in your mind or in your spirit or in your home come forward there's healing in the river if you're looking for direction come on if you haven't repented of your sins come on hallelujah if you've never received the gift of the holy ghost come on and when you get up here press in close press in close press in close make sure there's room for everybody to come behind you Amen. When you get up here, whatever you got to do, uh, lift your hands, kneel, whatever, but get in touch. Uh, find yourself uh, speaking faith. Uh, begin to declare some faith. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you, and we hope you have a great week.